Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to episode 13, Blue Line Hockey Club. Tonight's episode brought to you by... When you're looking for authentic Southwest food using homemade ingredients that are fresh, never frozen, be sure to go to Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. Since 2010, Hot Tamale's motto has been homemade, healthy, and in a hurry. Made right in front of you with a choice of over 20 toppings. Each day, your Hot Tamale serves up a different special. Today is family night. Buy three burritos or quesadillas and get the fourth free. And free is good. Check out their $5 and under menu at your Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. Welcome back. We have the usual suspects tonight. Patrick Sully Sullivan, Uncle Lardy. He's our producer in the house. What's up, Patrick? What's up, fellas? And our own nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie P. All right. <laughs> and D Train, our all around sports guru. What's up, Derek? And your host, the doctor. Oh, All right, oh, fellas. Doctor. Let's get into it here. We got the uh, Capitals coming off a big Stanley Cup win. That was pretty amazing for the uh, city of Washington, for sure. I think they're still partying. Yeah, yeah, it's been a party. probably still drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Take Nose is getting month, raw. So two months. Just keep boozing. I wonder, I wonder if that cup's been dry since the uh, end of that game. I doubt it. Doesn't it swing from person? How much beer do you think has been poured into that thing over the years? Oh, my God. Over the (laughs) years? Good God. Jesus, just in the last four days, I bet you, over three, four kegs. Ovechkin's had a keg at least. Every time I see that guy. 20, a new video. He found it on it. And it good, man. You know, there's more than three kegs. <laughs> a lot of beer. He's we used to take care of kegs, you know, ourselves. Did you see him ho- hoisting it up at the nightclub after the game that night? It was like yeah. <laughs> light show. He was hoisting it up like bench pressing the fucking cup. Dances <laughs> and, uh, like he too. <laughs> but do you, yeah, do you guys do you guys want to continue to ignore that I was right on the prediction? Or? Yes, of course. Did you? Here we go. I mean. We were I mean, everybody else is wrong idea. again, but it's all right. We'll, we'll ignore it. We'll ignore it. Derek, you got to start betting on those horse races. I was close. I mean, come on. I, I stick to, what, I stick to what I know, Sully. I don't know anything about horses. I do know stuff about hockey, but, but yeah, you gotta, I don't know much about horses. You have to bring yeah. the surgeries on for a have to bring episode. Matt Sullivan in. <laughs> but just getting back to that, uh, the Capitals winning the Cup, Hockey guys, if you, if you look at the NBA, just won um, uh, the Warriors, and uh, it, it's just like they don't really party like the uh, NHL guys. You know what I mean? It's like we're just the uh, common folks. I mean, TJ Oshie, did you guys see that? He pulled his jersey up over his head and slugged yeah. out Bud Light. Slug beer threat. Yeah, just <laughs> like the hockey Stanley Cup means more. To hockey fan or hockey players, I guess you can be a fan, but I don't think you really, really know what that means to raise that above your head, unless you actually played hockey and like organized hockey. It's just I, I just think the whole party scene, like 
there's been news the last few days of just Ovechkin in the middle of the water fountain, and he's passed out with the cup, and like Mark said, he's dancing at the nightclub, and like we said even <laughs> earlier, they're probably still fucking partying with it. You know, oh, I mean? could you imagine that. if us four boys were on the same team and we won the Stanley Cup, like? I would be puking blood and shit. Well, you you know why that's okay. Rob, Rob would have lost that. You know you know why that's okay is because what we don't see as fans spectating the game is all the hard work they put in for the season to get to that Stanley Cup and to win it. So oh, these guys are bodies. going berserk. You know, they're letting loose. You know, like you said, they're on the DS floor just going I know. Well, well, even interviews are like, "Fuck yeah, we're fucking champions on TV." <laughs> I think what Pat's getting at, though, Robbie, is that, like, I think we can all understand this in a small way. Like, obviously, none of us played at that high of a level, but when it comes to when it comes to hockey, you put in, and I'm not saying other sports don't put in as much work, but it's it's kind of like Pat was saying, like, it's it's like we're more like down to earth human beings or something that are playing this sport that appreciate it, and I think there's. I honestly think there's no more trophy revered in in professional sports than the, than the Stanley Cup. You know, what I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody, no. I'm not sure if anybody appreciates a championship like hockey players appreciate a championship. You know what I mean? You just don't see that on any other level. You know what I mean? I mean, you got like if you're looking at soccer, I mean, guys are laying on the ground if they get stepped on their toe. You know, if you look at the NFL, you know, guys are. You know, it, so much can be decided by a pass interference call or something like that. You know, if you look at Major League Baseball, they play a friggin' million games. And, it, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from the World Series, but these these players in the NHL are homegrown. They're, you know, some of them are farm boys. They're from, you know, the backside of Canada. They're from all over the country. And I, I just think they appreciate it more than any other sport. Yeah, Oshie's from a small town um, in where, Michigan or something like that? Or where is he from? Wisconsin? Oshie? His, sure. his hometown just uh, won that Hockey USA or Hometown USA oh. or whatever, and they got the money from the NHL or whatever. That's actually the town he's from, a smaller town. And it's pretty cool that each of these guys brings that cup home. They get, you know, they get time to take the cup and bring it back to their hometown and show it off to the other yeah. uh people that have watched them since they were young. And then that's pretty cool. I don't know if any other sports do that. I'm not really sure, but I think that's I a think cool so. tradition. Well, so let's say each of us won the cup and you had it for a day. <laughs> what would you do with it? We're all from the same town. What would you do? Go ahead, Rob. You can go first. Oh, <laughs> me. Great. Well, I'll go first. I, I, I would definitely would. No, oh, go ahead. I would definitely take it down to uh, the stadium for sure. That's Absolutely. where uh, the stadiums like uh, our hometown bar in downtown Canton, New York. That's where all the locals go uh, before and after St. Lawrence hockey games. Um, and just where locals go to. It's a congregation zone, for sure. Congregate. Um, but I'd definitely take it there. Um, and then probably just take it maybe up to Lake Placid and just see if I could blackout good good thing there's always someone there to watch it because i can't i i'd lose my wallet let alone fucking stanley cup i mean yeah. listen, I, this is certainly corny but my first thought was down to the path you know having a barbecue out oh, in that good. park and i'm with you i'm with you i was gonna say there, it. Yeah. everything there i'm sure it would be loaded 
you know, cars parked all the way down probably by my old house. Oh, fuck yeah, for sure. Down by Derek's. I'd yes, be taking the trestle from Governor Street. <laughs> and, you, and you'd have to make your way over to Hoodow for your late night festivities. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. yeah. The Hoodow yeah. would be the... You'd have to get be the jersey on. hanging. Dan would have hanging, to be in wearing his, uh, his grad gown. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. The Cup has come to the North Country. It's been to Ogdensburg before, just 20 minutes away. So I know uh, when Jimmy Howard brought it back up here, he went to the local pubs over there. My brother's kid was like three. He's got pictures of his kid with a cup. And, you know, that's something my brother's got pictures of in his house. You know, like, you know, he wasn't really part of it, but he's like, hey, I got to stay next to the Stanley Cup. You know, there's not a lot of people that had the cup come to their town. And uh, people well, respect the Stanley Cup. Yeah, anybody who anybody who has any sort of desire or, you know, love for the game of hockey has a revere for the Stanley Cup, right? And you know, just to get a picture with that is pretty freaking amazing, pretty cool. Yeah, I, guess, not, I love the game. I've never seen it in either, person. You know, I'll probably never see it in person. I mean, you can go to uh, Toronto and see it at the Hockey Hall of Fame, or you yeah. might see it at display at uh, right. the Olympic rink in like Placid or or whatever. But to have Ooh. it in a bar in your hometown, it's a little bit different to get a picture like that. So absolutely. Uh, I got a quick story about the uh, Stanley Cup. I actually saw it in person. I lived in Portland, Maine a few years back. Uh, Anaheim Ducks farm team is in Portland. Jesus, I can't think of the team name. I'm blanking out. Um, I know it. Anyways, Wade Megan played up there in Portland. So anyways, so when Anaheim won the Cup, you know, back 2005, the farm team got the cup for a little bit and they brought it into an art gallery in downtown Portland, Maine. And I heard about it through the news and I was like, holy shit, Chantel, you know, we're going to have to get there early. I'm going to take that day off. There's going to be a line around the corner. You're working? Anyway, <laughs> well, part-time. Selling weed. Well, selling weed. Pirate. So, <laughs> was a pirate. So we get there early. And there's no line at all. I didn't see anything. I get in the door, and there's, you know, that, you know, Ric Flair-looking dude with the white gloves on standing next to the Stanley Cup. And he was, like, talking to the maintenance man. No one was around the Stanley Cup. So at first I was like, what the fuck? Kind of looking at my watch. I'm like, I think it's time. So anyways, I go up, and he's like, yeah, I've been here for, like, 20 minutes. No one's come to look at it. And then the kicker. Some lady walks by and she tapped me on my shoulder because she saw me, like, you know, rubbing my dick up and down it. She's like, what is that thing? I was like, oh, that's the Stanley Cup. And she's like, what's that? I'm like, that's the NHL trophy. And she, anyways, that was my story. Like, what's no that? one, like, I, was, I packed a picnic. I was ready to hang out and talk to people. <laughs> he was ready to hate. Anyways, that was my moment with the cup. Oh, there it is right there. You got some quality so, time. So I got to I got to hang out there with it for a while. It was unreal. Amazing. For our viewers, Pat's got a picture up on the video here. Yeah. Showing that's... us how cool he is with a cup and seeing none of us I have had my that, shirt so. off and everything. <laughs> At least you kept your pants on. Nothing different. Yeah, right. You know, you know now anyway. that you said that, I wonder if someone has actually friggin' done it. You know, a lot of that's gone through a lot of people's hands. Yeah. <laughs> they might add sacks with it and I mean, like 
I'm sure a One guy and a girl had sex with that. In the yeah, I bet you. I bet you it's had some balls on it. <laughs> so, so we're out of uh, we're out of NHL hockey time for this year. So we do have the draft coming up next week. That's going to be pretty exciting to see uh, what some of these young studs go. You guys want to get into that and discuss who we think is going to go where? We got Buffalo. Coming in with the first pick, I think that's a pretty much a given, you know, as far as what I can see, the uh, Rasmus, that's how, that, that's how you pronounce it, will be going to yeah. Buffalo. There's a bunch of Swedes to in the top ten. Yeah, Being I mean, Swedes. obviously we're watching Brady to see how he goes. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he goes number one. But, uh, you know, we'll see yeah. that. As well. I think Dolan's got it locked up. I think Buffalo's taking him. He's a pretty good defenseman. He's got offensive skill. I mean, he can play yeah. the game any way you want it. He's got. They already said that he's like he's got the man strength. Um, One of the most Sweden. advanced prospects to ever come out of Sweden. Dolan is a dominant defenseman with elite mobility, smarts, and skills. Played it's for the so Olympics. Good Sweden, that Sweden team. took him to the Olympics. While the World Juniors yeah. confirmed he reigned atop the draft board. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I read too that six two he one was, uh, three. He's a stick. He's a <laughs> he's a little light. He's eighteen. I ship he's eighteen. He is. Well, yeah. so when it overflows, but uh, <laughs> that's probably why it overflows. Yeah. <laughs> but, the uh, they say that he he's a man among boys and <sighs> it's him and then there's everybody else. So I think that I think that's probably going to be a lock. And Robbie, that's your team, Buffalo. You should be over there spanking it. Um, potential to get him. They already got Eichel. Next year they'll probably get another first round pick because they suck. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know, I, I'm just still skeptic. You know, I, <laughs> I I love Buffalo. I'm gonna forever be a fan. I don't think I'll ever be able to say that about any other team. With the same time, you know, we've we've had these stars before with Eichel, uh, and in, even in the past, we just haven't been able to do shit with them. So, you know, I'm I'm about to you know tell whoever well, is the manager there, show me the fucking money here. Come on. Well, Price I has, think Price says more about coaching than anything. Then. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying is there's still just question marks. We're getting these good guys and not doing anything with them, you know, and then they go on somewhere else because we can't afford them. You know, yeah. so I, oh, well, I, I would Eichel, say that Eichel's doing pretty good there. I don't think he's ever going to leave Buffalo. I hope not. Um, I hope not. He needs players uh, around him to help build and let him thrive. But I think Buffalo will be good here in a couple of years. I think which is big is, you know, Mark and Derek are a big Rangers fan. They have three picks in the first fucking round, ninth, 26, and 28. So, yep. I don't really know too much about what the Rangers are looking for, but uh, well, they're I rebuilding think, now. They have Quinn, a brand new coach, Quinn coming in. They are in rebuilding mode. I, I don't care what anybody says. Oh no doubt. Yeah, I mean, they, have a, they got they got a new GM. They got a new coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these guys are going to bring in their players. You know, it's just like any other sport. You know, NFL or whatever. I mean, they they're bringing in their own players. They're going to build a program around them. They. You know, everybody knows that the Rangers had a sell-off last year. They got rid of everybody. Yeah. You know, we got we got more players in Tampa Bay, you know, that used to play for the Rangers. Uh, but, you know, they're going to build their own squad. They're going to develop their own team. Uh, you know, they're and, obviously going young. You know, sorry to interrupt, but Tampa Bay went far. You know, they went 
obviously well into the playoffs. So sure, sure did, but you know, so those are with veterans, veteran players, you know. But what the Rangers are trying to do is come on the other side of it, mm-hmm. develop young talent, you know. And over the next two, three years, they want to be exactly where all these teams are that are playing in the finals right now. Right, right. And then hopefully, when they get these younger kids into a, a confident stage, they got four or five, you know, maybe four or five years of, you know, solid competition with them. No doubt. I think the Rangers, honestly, though, will be competitive probably next year. I think you might see them make a playoff run next year, honestly. Right. But not this season, you're saying, but the next season. No, this season coming you're up. Saying straight into the season. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think they'll be the luck of the draw. I mean. You're coming in. There's a lot of guys that are happy and stuff. You know, they're excited about the new dynamics, and it's kind of a coincidence if you, you know, with all these new pieces in, in place, that you just start working on the day one. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll no see. But you know, it. it they, they won a lot of games actually though, towards the end of the year with with that young squad. You know, once they sold off all those players, they actually did pretty well towards the end. They went on a little bit of a run there. Obviously, they weren't going to make the playoffs, but. They, but they, uh, they didn't, but they didn't, uh, they definitely didn't lay down. So, I mean, I, I think with Quinn coming in, new GM, they're going to build a good, they're going to build a good roster and okay. I think they'll be I'll decent. They'll compete next year. Yeah. They have the nine pick coming into this draft. <laughs> Their first pick. Who do you guys yeah. think they should take? I think they should take, I mean, there's a lot of defensemen, you know, in the top 10. I think there's one, two, three, five defensemen. As Ralphie would say, um, Ralphie. Ralphie. That's usually but, uh, after the twelve pack, though. Yeah. Well, but they have Brady Kachuk going to uh, Montreal, third pick. But we've mm-hmm. also heard that he might be going to Ottawa or Arizona. I saw Carolina was looking. Did you guys see Carolina's got a new coach, Rob Rendemore? Um, he's played for the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, he's he was in, part he of was the announced. Legion of Boom, wasn't he? Legion had, I think he was. Lindros, um, Brenda Moore, and uh, Lecla- LeClaire. Yep, you're right, Rob. Jeez, that resin's getting – you must have been <laughs> – No, that's just my era. I I lived and breathed. <laughs> we have a, we only have a couple college guys in the in the first round. Uh, yeah. Like we said, Brady Kachuk and then Quentin Hughes, you know, he's predicted to go that 5-6, that Detroit pick or – Possibly even the Arizona University uh, of Michigan guy. Yeah, they so, say that him out of the top ten guys, like he's got hands like no other, and he's a defense. He's a defenseman. So that's a um, Dolan. Quinn no, Hughes. You, Craig Hughes. You said Quinn, Quinn Hughes. Quinn, Quinn, open ears, you fucking jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear with yeah. these headphones. Well, I mean, University of Michigan, they're predicting they might go to Detroit, you know, staying in Michigan. Um, That's true. You know, that'd be a good good pickup for Detroit. Uh, local guy. Well, I don't know how local he is, but he goes to college there. So they've been watching him play quite a bit. So Let Vancouver's in there. To... Chicago, I mean, all in the top seven, eight. Do you guys want me to try to pronounce the top five picks of the draft this <laughs> year? <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ras- Rasmus Dahlin, Andre Sevchenkov, <laughs> Brady Kachuk, <laughs> Philippe Zadina. Zadina, Adam Bovis. Oh, yeah. I got a different list than you, but. Quinn Hughes, Oliver Waldstrom, Nor- 
Dobson, even Bouchard, Isaac Lundstrom. Who I think that's who the Rangers are going to get. He's a centerman. Well, I think they should get a centerman. He's already developed two-way player, really good at the face-off. So we'll see what happens here. How do you say uh, Jasperi Kodamime? Anybody know how to say that guy's name? Jasperi Kodamime? <laughs> I, don't no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. There's some foreign names in there that we're not privy of yet, but um, – I'd like to see uh, what the the uh, Islanders are going to do. They've got back-to-back picks at 11 and 12. Yeah, that'll be good. I'd like to see that. So the, I think they'll probably take a defenseman and a forward. I don't think you'll see them take, you know, two forwards or two defensemen. Spread it out a little bit. Is uh, yep. Tavares staying in New York? I don't know. I haven't even left. Yeah, I mean, until – until he leaves, I mean, I haven't heard anything hey, major. I'd hey, like him to Google, see you go through the tunnel of the Rangers. Google real quick uh, Eric Carlson's wife. Did you guys see she was getting, like, threats from another Ottawa Senators yeah. player's wife? Yeah, talk about awkward, huh? That is so weird. It was after the it was After, after she lost had, the baby or something, had, I thought. Yeah, it was wicked weird. I mean, it was, like, after... Yeah, after they lost the baby, and then this this girl or, or the woman was saying like, telling her like, it's no surprise that you lost the baby because you're taking a bunch of prescription meds all the time or something like that. So I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was Jesus all about. Jesus Christ. Yep, that's what it was that's all about. So, so he's definitely leaving Ottawa. That yeah, I heard happened. about that because uh, pretty, glued, pretty glued together. Yeah, I heard so, about that when I got um, my vasectomy couple weeks ago because the doctor uh both of his daughters date uh, ottawa senators and he was actually giving me the lowdown on that when uh when he was snipping my nuts so he's kind of <laughs> filling me in small, on that whole deal so. yeah he, he was had to concentrate but uh, <laughs> very, uh, very said, sharp procedure very sharp procedure he said it's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty fucked up that is weird like i don't even like that's pretty mean well it's awful Especially being, you're in the limelight too. Like it's not, you know, just some random people at the skunk's nest or something. You know. She supposedly yeah. posted over a thousand negative, derogatory comments about her. Wow. <laughs> Whose wife is it? That's Whose a, wife that's, is it? I, I mean, I don't know. I. This is all here. I don't think it's a wife. It have, I don't know it. A girlfriend have, of uh, Mike Hoffman, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know. His wife's fucking hot too. They all Carlson's are. wife. Jesus, I guess that's what happens when you make big bucks. Bubba billions. <laughs> now they're okay. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a TV time out here, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll get into a little bit of the uh, U.S. Open. Shocker. When you're looking for authentic Southwest food using homemade ingredients that are fresh, never frozen, be sure to go to Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. Since 2010, Hot Tamale's motto has been homemade, healthy, and in a hurry. Made right in front of you with a choice of over 20 toppings. Each day, your Hot Tamale serves up a different special. Today is Hero Appreciation Day. All those who wear a uniform or can show their ID get a 10% discount. Be sure to check out their $5 and under menu at your Hot Tamale in Potsdam, Canton, and Ogdensburg. 
Okay, we're back with the Blue Line Hockey Club. Usual suspects here. Everybody back at the mic. And uh, we're going to get into a little bit of the <laughs> rundown, what's going on in some other sports in today's sports world. We have the PGA. U.S. Open, the baby. US Open. Yep, that's kicking off tomorrow. Shinnecock Hills hasn't been there in like 40 years, so that's going to be kind of cool. I guess the course is, uh, is know, that, they've got all is that, tightened up and it's ridiculous. Where is Skinnecock? Skinnecock Hills. <laughs> Southeast of New York. Out in Strong Island. And so it, that, that should be a, a rowdy U.S. Open if we got the Long Islanders there, just like when it's at Beth Page. I mean, it's usually a fucking gong show when you get those New Yorkers at the at the uh, country club. They don't know how to act right. Fuck, it's only warm out. It's only warm out for two and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we They go. don't let us out yeah. enough. They've been cooped inside for fucking right. nine, ten months. Winter. <laughs> Maybe Tiger will come I and give us a show. Uh, I just read something on, on uh, I can't remember where it was, Twitter maybe, and it was some sports writer saying, like, forget about it, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson fans, they'll never win another ma- major championship ever again. And I was like, you freaking kidding me right now? Like, you know, th- those guys are still, I mean, I know they're getting up there in years or whatever, but. Well, who's making I mean, I think obviously yeah, I don't know who it was. I can't. I can't remember who the Cowell. comment was from, but it was either Mike Callow or uh, I, don't, I can't remember who it was. But it was. Uh, I mean, it's just how asinine is that to make a comment like that? I mean, it's just come on. Yeah. The last was, major that Tiger won was the U.S. Open. So let's see if he can come out and perform. I mean, the lefty. Pretty well like the lefty. You know, Phil's. They can still hit the ball a mile too. You know, when you watch Phil know. and Tiger play, I mean, Tiger can fucking crush the ball, and he's in really so good Tiger's shape. Out the, t- Tiger, Tiger's out driving the whole field still, basically. It's yeah, just I mean, stupid how far they drive. The only thing I I can't even drive a fucking car, let alone a golf ball. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that Dustin Johnson on the 18th hole fucking eagled out? Chipped in from like week. 60 yards or something like that, right? 60? I couldn't even see the fucking flag. I don't think they ever gave a uh, official yardage route. Can you yeah, that maybe up? that's why. It, 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 was, it was a par four, and his his second shot had to be. I mean, what are par <laughs> four usually like? You know, For them, over 400 probably. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say four, four, yards, four, yeah. 420. Um his second shot went in the cup. Like even even where he aimed, like it was just unreal. Like he just walks up there, like lackadaisical, kind of looks at the crowd, looking for checks. This guy's like, "Which club?" <laughs> He's like, "I don't know." Give me a give me a nine. Gives him a nine. <laughs> looks at the hole, kind of cracks his neck, and then swings and puts it in the hole. It's like holy <laughs> fuck. No big deal. I mean, when you can do that, you can fuck Gretzky's daughter. <laughs> nice. I'm sure Wayne will bring me back to hockey. I'm sure Wayner says that's okay. Here's the the swing, guys. His daughter is get in the hole. I was telling one of the guys the other day, well, texting him when we got we're in a Dude. golf pool. When he made that, I said I would eat a handful of shit. <laughs> for one night with Polly Gretzky, would you guys? As long as it was, as long as it was uh, her shit. 
I yeah, bet you it would. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it would have to be yeah. hers. Yeah. No corn or anything. Definitely not Rob's because it's fucking massive. Uh. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Like Michael Jordan's daughter just got engaged to a, a basketball player that played at Cuse? Hakeem, what the fuck's his name? Really? That sounds Hakeem familiar. Who is that? You have to look that Hakeem up, bro. Hakeem Noah? He's an actor. I don't know. Why can't they fucking have normal names like these hockey players? I mean, Jesus Christ. Everybody's just names. For, just uh, did anyone see that LeBron James came out with a cast on his arm after they lost the NBA championship? Yeah, his buddy probably put it on that night when they were getting drunk. It's Rocky well, Christmas. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Christmas. No shit. Not even close. I said Hakeem. Rocking way off. Is there, is there a picture of Jordan's uh, daughter, Rob? Is she remotely cute? Hold, oh, please. Um, so, anyways. My buddy used to brag about banging Mr. T's daughter in high school. They were from the same town in Chicago. I said, was she good looking? She said, he said, absolutely not. But I just want to tell my buddies that I banged Mr. T's daughter. <laughs> I guess she was fucking disgusting. <laughs> Mr. T's not fucking watching or listening. No, I said something else. Um, what was I getting to? Fuck, I got a memory like a goldfish. That's pretty good. Yeah, too bad. Averages three seconds. Oh, LeBron. So, anyways, the big debate about NBA. If anyone's interested, I know these three smocks are, but any of the listeners out there that um, the NBA. So after game one, when uh, J.R. Smith fucking got the rebound, ran to half court, tied ball game, he just had to put it back up and maybe get, hopefully get fouled or possibly make the bucket and win the game, game, which could have changed the whole dynamics of the whole series. Fucking idiot. Bounced it to the half court and was looking to call a timeout by then, the clock ran out, so they lost in overtime. So that night, after that game, I guess, supposedly LeBron punched the whiteboard. Uh, what hand was it? It's his right hand. Punched the, his, put his fist through the whiteboard, broke it. So we played games two, three, and four with a broken rest. But uh, all the controversy is, I'm a Le- huge LeBron fan, first of all. So I'm kind of knocking LeBron a little bit just because the way I am and what how, how sports should be that uh, he kind of came out to right after the press conference with the the cast on, kind of saying, you know, this is the reason we lost. And, uh, you know, a lot of sports analysts were saying, fuck, Larry Bird's back was fucking blown out. And he would never, you know, come out to do a press conference on a stretcher or something like that. And, And this is a hockey podcast, and... I mean, can you imagine the injuries that uh, some of the Capitals have on their on their team right now? Like, there's probably guys still limping around, still fucking got a bad hamstring, or Waddling still got. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and not one of them. Out. Not one of them would say one word about it. Exactly. Like they were Never. saying that someone else should have came out. Like, you know, not him. One of his teammates come out and say something about it. But yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's my basketball moment. Or just not say anything, right? Just leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, Washington had some class. Um, they came out, and uh, I don't know if it was today's paper, but they put a full-page ad in the paper 
congratulating the Vegas Golden Knights on a terrific season. Oh, that's very yeah. nice. Yeah, that's so that was, that was pretty classy to see them do that. I mean, you know, that's just hockey, got, man. Kind of got lost in the in the mayhem of the of the cup being won by the Capitals and uh, how good Vegas season really was. You know, I mean, that was phenomenal to see a, if you know expansion team make the cup. You know, so that's far, yeah. never been done. So that's that was pretty great. classy. That is pretty classy. That's just like we were talking earlier. That's hockey. It just maybe you know, obviously we're a little favored to hockey, but uh, to me, it just seems like. It's hockey equals class. I don't know. We're just more classier, down to earth. Turned Bud Light. I agree with you. Man. So, speaking of hockey, um, we got the awards coming up. Was that next week? The end of next week? Next weekend? June twentieth. June twentieth. Uh, that'd be. I think that's the middle of the week next week. But you guys want to get in a little bit of that? I know we've been talking about the goalies and. You know who's gonna who's gonna win that award? That's been a topic of the playoffs since, you know, since they started. So we we talked a lot about Mark Andre Fleury. You know, is he still gonna be able to, you know, pull that in, or you know, they're gonna give that to Holtby, or you know, who's gonna win that award? That'll be interesting to see. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury had a phenomenal season and a phenomenal playoffs, and Holtby, he stumbled, you know coming into the playoffs and he wasn't even the number one goalie at first, but, uh, you know, finished strong, got him to the, to the cup. So, I mean, it should be interesting to see Pecorini. He had a, um, he had an awesome season too. So he's in the mix, you know, so I, I don't know. What do you guys think should get the Benzie award? I mean, I, I think you look at it. I think you look at a guy like hella buck. They, they kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I, you talk about Vegas too in the same way, but, I think Hellebuck is has got a good good case for that man. He's uh, he had an ex- excellent season, but um, all those guys you spoke about, it's going to be is it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, you look at Pekarene or you know Tampa's goalie Andre Vavilowski. Everyone anticipated them going far in the playoffs, right? Who the fuck thought the Jets were going to go anywhere? So to me, that one's a shoe in. They have six a sick team too, but I think he was kind of their, uh, you know, their wild card in the playoffs. If he showed up, which he did, that's why they made it so far. And that's why they got to the Eastern conference championship. So I'm, I'm taking him as uh, Colin Hellenbach as the Vesna trophy for sure. We also have, uh, the Norris trophy, their best defenseman. I mean, I see the finalists here. They have Doherty and, and Hedman and Subban, but, uh, I kind of like that big Fuckland guy from yeah. this, from uh, Winnipeg. I don't know if he's even a finalist, but you know, I no. thought he's not a finalist. But regular um, season, you know, I thought he, I thought he had a great playoff season. I mean, he was a beast, man. He, he is a game changer. He was scoring goals. He was knocking people on their ass. I mean, at one point he was tearing two guys off a pile with each hand. I mean, he was, uh, he was an enforcer out there. I yep. think he's. Uh, that's the He's game real of deal. hockey that I think I would identify with if I would identify with you know <laughs> hockey. That's that's my game right there. I liked it. It was fun to watch, exciting to watch. But yeah, I mean regular season you got PK Subban, Victor Hedman, and and Drew Doughty. So who do you think's gonna gonna take it? I, I think I think you look at Subban. I I think he's kind of like this. 
the NHL tries to put him out there like this golden boy. So I think uh, I think he'll end up he'll end up winning that one just because I think uh, he portrays uh, something that the NHL wants to put out there. Yeah, I he can see that in the playoffs. He played pretty well in the playoffs too. So you know, big part of this is regular season, but you know some of these guys and how they played in the playoffs and you know, helped their team win games. And he he was definitely a contributor. I'm gonna go with. I think I think it's a shoe in again. Victor Hedman, um, he was he was uh, Tampa Bay had the most power play goals in the season, regular season. I actually think playoffs too. Playoffs. playoffs. He he was just on top of the umbrella, and uh, between Stamkos and that other guy they had over there, that Russian, can't think of his name. Um, he was just they just that power play was fucking unreal, lethal. And uh, I think they'll give it to him for sure. But I can see He2's point. Um, PK is just a PR guy. And uh, he's in all the uh, – Exactly. A lot of fans know PK just because of his uh, PR. So it's a toss-up. Drew Doughty was good, but uh, I I don't think he deserves it this year. What did, you, did you guys say anything for the Selkie? Uh, no, we didn't talk about the Selkie. Okay. Nope. Um, so we get into that, though. For the Selkie, we got Patrice Bergeron, Sean uh, Cordier, and Anzi Kopitar uh, of the Kings. Um, I mean, for me, the only one I really know is Patrice Bergeron. So I think I would pick Patrice just because he's the only name I, I identify there. Kopitar had a good season. He was a Kings. He was a force. Yeah, he's a good yep. player. Yep. He can. He was. Uh, he was on top of the stat sheet a lot this year and um you know I, I got to watch him mostly like the first round of the playoffs and you know i didn't watch a lot of the la games that are on a lot, lot later yeah that's for us right. east coast I, guys I but get to see the west coast games as much but i did watch some of the playoffs stayed up for some of those and you know he's he's the real deal um i did see bergeron play quite a bit you know he he really helped his team this year he was on on the ball he was you know he's a great player he's a selkie finalist you know i mean they're you know the, the the best defensive forward. So the uh, that, that, I think that goes uh, like unnoticed. You know, sometimes like when people are watching hockey, they might looking at forwards just just score goals. But you know, who's getting back? Who's back checking? Who's getting into the zone? Who's blocking shots? Who's covering their man in the slot? You know, who's laying out some big hits? You know, it's just not about playing offense and scoring goals. You ha- you have to play defense to to win games. So you know the selkie is it is uh you know sometimes overlooked a little bit because defense people don't think defensive offense gets the checks right there you go yeah that's a tough one the selkie trophy with those three guys i don't even i don't even i wouldn't even bet all three are pretty pretty legit block shots dive in front of shots grinders I don't know. yep grinders, you be grinders man. i think patrice bergeron like has it in the last 3 years He's won it the last two years, you know, maybe three years in a row. Took, then he didn't win it, and then he won it like two years in a row. So he's won it like five times. So I don't really know. Clearly, who part of his game is you know the back checking and the getting in and the digging, and it's a good, it's yes. a essential part of a team right there. So about the Calder Cup, get into that a little bit. Um, the trophy, you mean Calder? Calder, Calder. Cup. Calder Memorial. Best, the best yeah, rookie. So 
uh, Matthew Barzel from the Islanders, Brock Bosser from the Canucks, Clayton Keller, who, you know, we have some, you know, a, a small connection to uh, with the Coyotes. So, obviously, I'd be pulling for Clayton Keller. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool if Keller won it. Uh, I don't know. I think Matthew Barzell has it. He did pretty well with the Islanders. I think uh, just what he did on stats-wise um, as a rookie, all three rookies are pretty good, you know. Jesus, Clayton Keller's, I don't even know. He's like five. I mean, he might be 5'11". I was going to say, under, undersized guy, man, from yeah, BU. Just, that's... Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty cool, but I'm going to take Matthew Barzell on that one. Yeah, you notice that none of their teams are very good. You know, it's like you, you get a good draft pick, uh, you bring up a rookie and on a shit team, but they're really good players. That's usually how that the Collender Memorial Trophy is. I think Eichel was it last year, and then Connor McDavid with the Oilers. Every every year, it's someone uh, the new the top draft pick. I'm sure. What's his name? Rasmus Dahlin will be next year. Yeah, so um, I'm with you with Clayton Keller on that one. I know Brock, phenomenal player too, but I don't know. I, like I said, the West Coast guys, I don't get to watch them as much. So I didn't really get to see him too much. I see his stats and stuff like that. He's a good player, but I'm going to pull for Keller on this one. What about the uh, what's the Masterton Trophy? Dedication to hockey. Brian Boyle, Lulongo, Jordan Stahl, the Hurricanes. Uh, Jordan Stahl, he's been in the league a long time. He's just uh, he's a grinder. He's a player. I think he's, um, you know, the Stahl brothers are getting a little bit old. And, uh, yeah. Have a little trouble keeping up sometimes. I see. I mean, we got one of them in Minnesota. You know, I watched him quite a bit in the playoffs, and he didn't really contribute as much as he has in the past. And you know, but like like I said, I mean, they're they're all heart, you know, and they got to got to where they are being being dedicated to hockey, you know, and that's why he's uh, as Jordan is Jordan Stahl is a finalist in this because. And these guys are battlers, and they live for the game. And Brian Boyle, he's an outstanding player too. So <laughs> I think it's going to be between two of those guys. Yeah, I think you see Boyle, Boyle win this thing. I mean, he's coming off. Easily. What do you have, bone cancer or something like that, coming back yeah. from uh, having bone yeah, cancer? But, so, I mean, you yeah. know, that's that's a story that uh, deserves, deserves to win that trophy right there. Plus, I mean – He's a hard worker, too, out of those. I mean, Lalongo, yeah. I mean, all three of those guys have been in the league for a while. But I'm with you, he too. Boyle just, you know, coming back with cancer. He actually did pretty well for the uh, Devils. I think he's they plugged him in on the third line. Had a, he had a pretty pretty big goal in the playoffs, I think, to uh, uh, might have been an overtime goal. Um, yeah, I liked him when but, he was when he was with the Rangers. He played a really good role too, man. He was, you know, he kind of got he did the Mark Morley effect, man. When you needed to wreck somebody, he kind of yeah. showed up and did that. So it's he, he, set, he, he would set the tone a lot when you needed it. So I, I think BC he's boy from Boston, Boston. He's a Southie from Boston. Do we even need to talk about the uh, Jack Adams Award, the Coach of the Year? I mean, I think that's a a given. Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys agree there? Yeah, he's Dark definitely going to get that. Pretty safe. I mean, how can he, he not? I think it's a pretty safe yeah. bet, right? Yeah. I don't even think it's worth wasting the time right now to go analyze that. He's going to lock that up. 
Yeah, for sure. The Mark Messier NHL award, you know, what is that? What do you think that means? The NHL leadership award? Uh, well, to me, go ahead, Mark. No, I mean, I'm just just looking at the guys, Blake Wheeler. I mean, we watched him in the playoffs. Wayne Simmons. I mean, these guys obviously, when they're playing well, they're leading their team, and they're that's why they're winning. And Blake, I think Blake Wheeler has a good shot at winning this. I mean, just just watching the way that he um, is the captain of the of the Jets. I mean, he he was the one that was out as a as a forward for the Jets, um, contributing and leading by example, and you know, playing his ass off and, and getting it done. Um, and Wayne Simmons is a grinder too, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he can take Blake Wheeler on this one, especially with the season Blake had. All right. What are your thoughts? For me, you I don't know. know. I think it's, it, it's more about, don't you think, don't you think it's more about like, it's the, uh, it's kind of like the NFL is equivalent of like the Walter Payton, like man of the year award. Right. So like, it's more about what they do in the community. So to be honest with you, I don't know at all what, all these guys are doing in the, in the community. So I can't really comment, but I think that's what it boils down to is more what they do off the ice. Yeah. I don't know shit about that. I mean, all these guys have foundations and shit like that now too. So who knows? Yeah. That's, that's a tough one for me. I, I don't know. I'm with you. Kind of Blake Wheeler, Derek England. He did pretty good though. He was, you didn't really notice him on the ice, but if you actually would analyze and study every shift he had, he, he was contributing and if you look at the, all three of those guys, they're fighters, so um, not so much Blake Wheeler, but he will scrap. But Englund and Simmons, I mean, they just, to me, leadership is that they lead, that everyone wants to follow them and do what they're doing. And these guys just uh, defense, offense, fighting, whatever, off the ice, uh, foundations, yeah. whatever it takes. I think just, it's probably the whole they're, package. They're just class act guy, and um, I think, Blake Wheeler's gonna get it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the Hart Trophy. It's um, you know Kopitar's back on the list. To D trains guy Taylor Hall there, and Nathan McKinnon. So I'll let you go on that one, Derek. Hmm. Kind of a, kind of a homer on that one, but when when I watched uh, you know the playoffs and saw Taylor Hall play, you know I, I honestly I I didn't know Taylor Hall until Derek brought him up. But I'll tell you, watching uh, the Devils for, you know, the first time really uh, in the playoffs, Taylor Hall was a name that stood out. He is a, a player that I noticed and that, you know, eventually I was watching for Taylor Hall. So, you know, for, you know, him to be on the list, I guess I'm not surprised. Um, <clears throat> the other person is Nate McKinnon for the Avalanche. I, I got to see him as well. He had a couple goals. Uh, they were nice goals, um, you know, and I, I think his team was expecting that from him as well. Kopitar, I didn't get to see as much. So, West Coast. Yeah, it's back to the West Coast. But um, I, but think I'm, I think I'm a Taylor Hall guy for this one. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm a, with Hall too on this one. Hey, Taylor Hall and Nate McKinnon, they're also up for the ten, Ted Lindsay Award too. So that's the best player voted by the – the players. So um, you got the MVP uh, trophy and then you got the Ted Lindsay award. So obviously they're doing something on their team. Nate McKinnon's just fast. I mean, someone, a defenseman passes him a puck in the neutral zone. I mean, see you later. He's, he's gone and he can dangle and yeah, score. He's got serious hands. 
Taylor Hall's the same too. I mean, he left Edmonton just because, you know, salary cap wise and New Jersey picked him up and I mean Taylor Hall or New Jersey Devils is they made a little run here in this year for the first time in a while. Like Rob said, it never really heard of Taylor Hall until Derek, but uh the reason is because he went to the Devils, so I could, I could, I think Taylor Hall is going to get it. It'll be, it'll be a close race with Nate McKinnon, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, McDavid is the the third one for the Ted Lindsay, so that'll be interesting to you know see what the you know NHLPA actually votes on. Right. I'm surprised Ovi's not in any of this, you know. Yeah. Election. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Mark. I'm kind of scanning through this thing. Where is Ovi? Yeah, we have no Crosby, no Ovi. Finalists that were picked for these awards was they usually pick them before the playoffs. This is regular season; has nothing to do with uh, playoffs. Yeah, but Ovechkin had the most fucking points in the league. I mean, it's not even up for any of these awards. No, I hear you. He should be up there somewhere. Obviously, definitely a Hart Trophy, the MVP, but. Um, I mean, you had uh, the Penguins have have nobody, and they have uh, you know Kessel, Malkin, and Crosby that were all in the top ten in points. You know, not one guy is a finalist. So that's interesting to see. You know, that's not seems like it's not just based on that stat sheet. Um, well, a couple of the guys, you know, McDavid, like he's second in points. He's there, but you know, it's kind of crazy. I think the general manager. Of the year, that's a given. Yeah, I mean, he did, um, he did amazing things to create that Vegas team. You know, everybody kind of looks at it and like, well, we're not going to fall into that trap when Seattle comes in. We're not going to wheel and deal with them. We're just going to let them take our guys. You know, because he kind of, he kind of played the other teams on how we got some of these players. So he was pretty smart and he put a, a fantastic team together. So, I mean, Stevie Eisenman has done great things with uh with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean. Well, I guess he just takes all the Rangers, but I guess <laughs> I guess that's what it's what it is. But hey, you have to call it smart because they they did pretty well and they got pretty far in the in the playoffs. All all three of yeah. these teams are you know this is going to be a tough one. I think um, Vegas is there, obviously. You know that's a solid uh, campaign for why Vegas should be the finalist. But you know Winnipeg is a, a strong contender. And Stevie Iserman, I think, has all the buzz of the NHL. I heard a lot about Steve Iserman in Tampa Bay this year. And, you know, I really hadn't followed all that much, but I heard a lot about Tampa and Steve Iserman. So I think even Matt Morley even uh, referenced Steve Iserman in, when he was on. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I think you've got to give it to Winnipeg, though, because you're not going to find a smaller market basically in sports and what he's working with, you know what I mean? And to, in a small market, like he's got to pull off what he, they did this year. I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy. So yep. I, I think, yep. you know, all these other guys are in, you know, really large markets, not really large, but you know, much larger markets. And, uh, I think you got to give it to the Winnipeg GM and he's, uh, he pulled off something pretty special for, for a small market, uh, franchise. What, like, what's his name again? Kevin Chevrolet. Yeah. Oh, the day off. He, he's got the day Take off. The day now. off. I, I think, uh, golf right now. 
I think George McPhee is going to get it just because he put his team together in one year. Um, these other guys have been building teams for a number of years, but you yeah, know, there's, I don't know if they're going to take that into consideration. Or not. stories here for sure. Yeah, I'm going to write this stuff down so I can be right on everything again. We're, we're <laughs> recording it, Derek. We got it. Okay, okay. All right, all right. This is a shoe win for me. I think a few podcasts ago, if the listeners are out there listening, McPhee put together the Washington Capitals team. He was he was the general manager before the Vegas night, so technically he's he's he on put both together sides of this. teams yeah. in the Stanley Cup this year. Technically, that was his team in Washington, and this was his team in Vegas. Good point, and that. I didn't know that. Yeah. that. That changes it. It kind of swings my my favor now to McPhee. Doing, I mean, I mean, like I said last podcast, this George McPhee is someplace for BC. He, he is going to be a hockey staple for the next 10, 15 years if he gets released from Vegas and let's say, God, I bet you his contract's going to extend for another one after If they ever let him go, I mean, who's not going to pick him up? He put both these teams together. So Good point, buddy. Yeah, I didn't take that into consideration. You're right. To me, George McPhee's got it by a long shot. They should just give it, they should give it to him. What's this King Clancy Memorial Trophy about? You know, I was just wondering the same thing, Mark, and that's basically because, you know, Daniel and Henrik Sedin are an option in this. And then you have P.K. Subban and Jason Zucker. Why why is it that there's two from Vancouver and one? I don't know. Sounds like, sounds like they're just going to give it to those two guys because they're, they're on their way out and want to give them an award. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they, they both deserve one. I, I think they're incredible staples of the, you know, the hockey world, but, uh, it's the, it's the humanitarian, um, honor. Humanitarian. Yeah. This goes back to the more of the off ice stuff again. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Apparently these guys are, you know, always in the community and helping. So to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. Yeah, and they've been in Vancouver for a long time, so they probably had a big impact. Reasons, right? Yeah, for a long ass time. So yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense why they're both getting nominated together. Yeah, seventeen to me, seasons. They retired this year. They retired. I think they're gonna get it. I, I, I mean, I'd give <laughs> it to be real them. here. Let's I'd be give real. It, it kind of sucks to be Subban and Zucker, you know, because you know that, you know, it just it kind of just has to go. To the Sedins. Yeah, I mean, well, Subban's given, PK's given, I think there's a hospital named after him in Montreal. I mean, that's how much money he gets out. Maybe because all his uh, uh, poker winnings on the airplane. Uh, <laughs> hey, every day we're hustling. And, he, <laughs> and he's got a decent amount of endorsements too, I think, PK. He's got aces up his sleeve. Fucking cheater. Well, fellas, that was a pretty good podcast. Uh, podcast 13 for the Blue Line Hockey Club. Hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of the draft and uh, getting into the anal- analyzing the, the awards for the NHL coming up next week. So tune in next week to see who was right with the picks for the finalists for all these NHL awards. We'll get into who drafted who and what impacts they'll have on their teams next year. So check us out on Facebook. Check us out on bluelinehockeyclub.com. And also on Twitter. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Hey ya!
Keep your head up. We know. We know. We know.